0: Welcome back for another video. I've spent some time analysing the current Rank 1 in the world for you guys, we're going to look at what they've done right, what they've done wrong and some lessons that we can take away from his season. Despite sitting at Rank 1, the most amazing part is that they're yet to use a chip this season, not even the first wildcard, so they've had a masterclass of a season so far. They've also made some mistakes along the way though, including some captain blanks and only 29 points back in game week 11 as someone who's been there and done that at rank 1, make no mistake, I'll be the first to say you need a ton of luck to get to number 1. But we can also take encouragement that you don't need a perfect run, and mistakes are ok. Let's rewind to GW1, this was his opening team to start the season. An in goal, blanks from Adogi, Gabriel and Son, a very respectable score of 84 points though which was a starting rank of 284k. A costly mistake that many of us made was not starting the season with Salah, and of course, starting with Gabriel, also costly in his case. He was benched the first three game weeks, and Saliba faring much better. He was ahead of the curve with the Son and Alvarez picks, too. In game week two, one transfer made straight away, James out for but a one pointer from Colwell. He captained Salah, which was a good decision given Haaland's blank. A stupid hand with an 11 pointer. He started Turner that week, who didn't keep a clean shit either. 47 points and a big red arrow to 900k. I bet at this point he never imagined himself reaching top of the world in a million years. His captains have averaged 18.7 points per game week, and his captains have contributed 26% of his game week points, which underlines the importance of captaincy. However, as you can see, he doesn't have a 100% record with captaincy despite his sitting top of the world, a couple of captain blanks in later weeks. The charts used to help with the analysis are from PremierFantasyTools.com if you want to check yours out. Game week 3 he's had enough of Gabriel and he drops in for Chilwell, which paid off with a double Chelsea clean sheet. Zero pointer from Anana and in goal. Double digit points from Adogi, Anderson, and Bowen, though, but just eight points from Captain Harland. Gaming 4 was a huge week, 102 points thanks to 40 pointer from Captain Harland. Sun also with 20 points, Alvarez with 14. Another zero pointer from Anana, who, by the way, he still owns to this day. Very impressive climb to 1.1k here, especially given the number of chips active in the top ranks this early. Top 10k dominated by people that have used several chips already at this point. Game week 5 he lines up with a 4-4-2 again. Surprisingly he's actually used 4-4-2 as much as 3-5-2 this season with 6 times in each formation, but he's gained 34 more points when playing 3-5-2. 55 points, a small green arrow to rank 583rd in the world. Game week 6 was the Newcastle 8 Sheffield United 0 game week, with Botman and Gordon bringing in 12 points each so he had decent coverage despite no Trippier. He actually hasn't owned Trippier at any point all season, 90 points though and a green arrow up to 170th in the world. In GW7 he's had enough of Chilwell with back to back 0 pointers and sells him for cash. Anderson with a massive 15 pointer, really an unsung hero in his team. Still owns him now and he's benefited massively from his 60 points this season, only Trippier has got more points among defenders. Captain blanked number 1 of the season with Haaland returning a 2 pointer here, though Salah also blanked which would have helped a lot. That was the controversial match when Liverpool played Spurs and Salah had an assist ruled out due to a VAR mistake. I had a look out of curiosity if he still would have been number 1 if that error hadn't have happened, and he still would have been. Those below him in the overall ranks didn't captain Salah either. 63 points in gameweek 8 he sold Saka for Madison. a green arrow up to 18th in the world right before the international break. Here's how his rank climbers look to this point, the rows highlighted in red here are captain blanks, his second red arrow of the season following in gameweek 9 The average score was 67 points in GW9, so very surprising to see his rank quadrupled, albeit to the lofty heights of 73rd in the world still. He still beat the average by 13 points of 80 but went down. GW9, Colwell leaves his team for Zinchenko which didn't help either, Zinchenko finished him with 0 points. We're almost caught up, GW10 is where it gets crazy, 91 points, a green arrow from 93rd to rank 4 in the world, touching distance to the top spot here. Given the wildcard still in his pocket, it's really impressive to have made it this far with a two man bench essentially of two outfield players, Cuidro having left Nottingham Forest on loan for Norwich at the start of the season. That takes us up to the dreaded game week 11 the worst game Week of all time. Predumia managed just 29 points, which was enough for a grey arrow He didn't move up or down in rank. Lots of managers 2 or 3 chips deep by this point, Fortunately, he did bench Udogi though for his minus four pointer against Chelsea. Anana, Anderson, and Mitomo is only returns to the game week. 29 points total, three points lower than the average of the 10.2 million managers below him. Can't imagine the sigh of relief seeing he's not dropped rank despite the bad score. And that brings us to game week 12 91 points and a green arrow to number one in the world. Salah and Haaland both deliver 16 pointers. And that Zinchenko failed transfer suddenly paying off after a 10 pointer. Nana's still ticking along. Despite all the flack he's taken, he's above the likes of Edison, Flecken, Pickford, Martinez, and Ariola. Madison to Bowen was his game 12 transfer which was a great move and he had the money for Saka but he opted for the West Ham mid. It's always good practice to keep a free transfer on hand for a rainy day, but he spent a transfer every week since Game week 4. Reflecting over the season, the area of his team returning the most points is midfield, and then forwards and then defenders. However, in terms of points per million, defenders and forwards dead even for him, so he's done very well to find those good value defenders at the right times, like Astupinand, Anderson, Colwell and Cash. Another big takeaway is the importance of being ahead of the curve, and I do appreciate this isn't easy, look at where the game might be headed rather than only what happened last week. For example, we saw Doku very heavily transferred in after his 22 pointer, which was arguably a bit reactionary on last week's points rather than looking at what's in front, like West Ham and Arsenal's fixture run. Haaland and Salah, the only players that he's captained all season. Haaland 9 times and Salah 3 times. Interestingly, very different to last season's FPL champion, Ali Jahangarov, who we had on the channel. By Gaming 38 he'd captained about 16 different players. And that's the beauty of FPL really, there's no right or wrong way to play. Maybe one day it'll be your team we talk about in the video right here. If you enjoyed the analysis, hit like on this video and subscribe if you're not already. Thanks very much for watching, see you soon for the next one. or Social Podcast Network.